Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Strapper Death Machine Podcast. I am here with the usual guests, Justin and Garrick. How you doing, gentlemen? What up? What's up? All right. But today we have another special guest on. We have Kevin McBride from Meth Witch and Bride and Bleach Wave and 12 Titans and Voidgasm. <laughs> how you doing, man? Pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Thank you very much. How is how is it uh, over there? Are you usually in New Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah Albuquerque. Yeah, how 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 are you guys doing with this all this craziness going on in the world right now? Um, it's kind of weird, I guess. It's not too different for me because I still go to work on the weekends and stuff like that. Oh, but, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm still doing that. So it's not too crazy, but trying to go shopping and stuff like that's kind of hard. Oh, I can only imagine how wild it is. Because down here, it's, it's like it's dumb down here. It's such a chore to go like shopping now. Like to do anything. You guys are in uh, to... California, right? Yeah. yeah, Los Angeles. Oh, nice, nice, hell yeah. Yeah, I yeah. had to go get uh, some flowers and some stuff to to say hi to my girlfriend because it was her anniversary, and uh, I forgot that this whole thing was going on. And I was like, "Happy was like, three years, by the way." Thanks, man. I was like, "Why is there forty five million people here right now? Why is this going to take me hours? <laughs> some damn flowers and some chocolate. It's crazy." Yeah. Dude, it was dumb because I was driving through Los Feliz the other day and I was like, um, I don't know if you've been to Los Feliz, but like, you know, like Colorado and off the 134, like in Eagle Rock, it's like Figueroa in Colorado, or like where that, where those two streets meet up. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, there's a Trader Joe's on the south side of the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding, dude. Every time I've driven by there this week, there's been a line out the store and down the block, almost to the end of the block. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to to get in. Yeah, they're only they're only letting like five people in at a time to maintain the whole social distancing thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because the Albertsons down the street from my house doesn't care. They let it just like everybody. They're just like whatever. <laughs> just wear a mask. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, I haven't even attempted to go to like Walmart or anything yet. Like, oh, dude, Walmart's like, really got to be an absolute nightmare. So I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'll stay yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, yeah, it's like honestly. missing all of that. Honestly. All right, yeah, so let's jump into some before questions. this. Let alone now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, let's let's kind of talk about um, your most popular project, if I'm not mistaken, which is Methwitch. Um, congratulations on releasing Indwell, by the way. It's freaking amazing. Absolutely um, record. Yeah. Can I can I can I just say um, I've been geeking out over Methwitch for uh, a few years now, and this is like you've outdone yourself with uh, with this project. So congratulations. It's it's oh, yeah, really yeah, really good. It's actually kind of funny because I remember when Justin very first showed me, like the very like it, the the first song I ever heard um, by Methwitch was Priest of Piss, and I was like, "What is, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and it, like I just remember like the feeling that I got when I first heard that song, and it just it blew me away. And so yeah, J- Justin's been geeking out to Methwitch for a minute. Like every release yeah. he's kept up with, and it's just like awesome man super awesome so when when was like the very first you know idea of like when you were like um hmm, like you woke up one day and said oh i want to make music that you'd hear when the world is ending you know (laughs) it was like um december of 2014 because i dropped the first track on uh christmas eve i believe oh nice (laughs) yeah yeah and i was just going through like a lot of shit at the time and then Mm -hmm. uh I think like a lot of people know i grew up like in a super religious household and stuff like that and mm-hmm. that year was like around the time where i started like doubting a lot of those beliefs so i was just dealing with like, a lot <laughs> right. of like inner inner stuff and just wanted to do like a really heavy project to kind of get a lot of that shit out 
you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's actually super super cool that you know you kind of just kind of had an idea or just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it because like I I love it when especially because you know you're a one piece who has no like no outside um influence from anybody else asking like kind of putting oh what if you did this with the guitars what if you did this with the vocals right, etc right. et mm-hmm. you know so you you kind of are able to to get that full creative freedom over the, the whole thing so you want it you can make it sound exactly you want it to sound like exactly. like exactly how you want to write it so that you know it's, it's crazy because some people some people it takes them you know uh outside influences to get them to the sound they want to but you just kind of you know you just kind of did it you know which is right. cool you know that's super super cool and then i think i remember you posting the other day how you know um like the i am dissonance record had a, a big influence on meth which is sound as well which is mm-hmm. i thought that was super super sick yeah definitely it's they're definitely one of my favorite bands for sure <laughs> they're fantastic super fantastic <clears throat> excuse me um so i i'm i just want to um uh let's jump into uh indwell and um the writing process how, how long did it take you to write and uh record uh indwell um actually it was about two years i think i started writing it in april of 2018 so almost yeah like almost exactly two years wow that's insane and that's great that's 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 great because uh you took your time with it and you made sure everything was on point because i remember uh following you um because i follow you on instagram and i remember you posted like I think last year that it was supposed to come out last year. And then like halfway through, you're like, no, I got to push this back. Cause I want to make sure everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, um, you succeeded, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I also wanted to ask what, um, what were the influences, what influenced you? Um, whether it be like, um, I don't know, like movies or, or, um, other music, uh, what influenced you, um, to create that whole vibe and that whole sound that you have on and dwell? Um, it's kind of a lot of different things. Um, definitely on this record, I focused more on like kind of like the like MySpace era mathcore influences, like mm-hmm. uh, Ion Dissonance and See You Next Tuesday and Psyopus and like Destroyer Destroyer mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I kind of like wanted to mix that with like Slipknot, but then still have like grind parts and just have like a super like chaotic album. And the other thing too right. is I kind of wanted it to be almost written as if it was almost like a score for a horror movie or something yeah i was actually gonna say that i like especially like in in dwell you have a lot of i guess horror movie soundtrack like little bits i've noticed that i would like you'd hear in a horror film you know and that's super 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 dope and even like with the with the concept of the album and stuff too it kind of felt like it's almost like a movie in like audio form i guess if that makes any (laughs) sense (laughs) right right so what was your kind of, you know, the actual storyboard of the album? Like when you like when you sit down to write lyrics for Methwitch, especially with the new album in Dwell, um, what did you kind of have like conceptually? And then how did you translate that from pen to paper? Um, it usually kind of varies. Um, I've only done one other uh, concept album or EP, and that was Shadowkeeper. The other mm-hmm. albums were kind of just like random collections, like not really like a theme or anything. But um. The newest are in Dwell, I kind of just wanted to do almost like a possession type story, but with like mm. a little bit of a twist on it. So basically, the uh, 
the story for the new album is someone who's like wealth obsessed um and super inexperienced with like invoking demons and stuff like that mm-hmm. tries to invoke clonic which is like the demon of wealth right and since his intentions were impure and he is like inexperienced and stuff like that he accidentally opens like a gateway to the spirit realm and then all these spirits like run through the gate and like latch onto him and they're just tormenting him and he keeps like trying to kill himself and they won't let him die so it's just him just being tormented Jesus. the whole time yeah <laughs> that's wild dude. yeah that's yeah awesome. and then that's wow pretty nuts and then um ashton's kind of like they're like a reflection track i guess and then uh exhale is him just pretty much giving up at the end so that's yeah. it wow that's, that's a basic idea super super <laughs> yeah you. was this now something that you just kind of were thinking like one day you're like you know what i have an idea do like did you turn that idea into this album or did the music come first and then the idea kind of came with um kind of a little bit of both i hmm kind of wanted to do it like i had like a general idea of just like a possession type story in the beginning and then as i started writing the music i started i started kind of like uh singling out the story a little more i guess and mm-hmm. getting the details Flush it out and everything yeah yeah, exactly. yeah for sure right right so diving back a little bit deep like a little bit deeper into the the very inklings of meth which what kind of like the very first couple of bands that you heard that were like oh I want to play heavy music now because then I know that, you know, the contrast between your other projects and meth, which is a very, very wide contrast. Yeah. yeah. For <laughs> um, sure. So, so what, so kind of diving kind of more into the heavy side of things, what made you want to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to start a metal band now, you know? Cause, cause I know that you were in uh, some products prior to meth, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so what, uh, what were the first kind of couple of bands that you listened to? You're just like, Oh damn, this is where it's at. You know, um, well, even the bands I was in before Meth, which were definitely like metal bands and stuff, um, just not right, quite, yeah. as, not quite as heavy. But I guess going farther back to like when I first started listening to heavy music, it was definitely uh, like Slipknot was probably like the biggest influence. Of course, like, yeah, that's yeah. Totally hearing the self their self titled album was just like the heaviest shit I'd ever heard at the time. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah, so, that's still up like, today, man. That's a that's a pretty solid record. Oh yeah, for sure. Like still one of my favorites. That and Iowa both. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And plus, they're amazing live band, fantastic live band. You know, oh, yeah, I've, I've sure. actually got, gotten the privilege to see them a couple of times, and just every single time, I've been blown away. Like they, they've never played a bad show, like in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, Slipknot's definitely a big one. Um, a bunch of like new metal bands, kind of like around the same era, and then uh, Cannibal Corpse. They're kind of like the first death metal band I listened to. They're still a huge influence. And then, yeah, um, I can. That makes sense. Yeah, and then definitely like a lot of like I said the, uh, like the more chaotic music too. I think Norma Jean was like the first band I listened to that was kind of like that style. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, just because like I said, I grew up like super Christian and everything. They were like one of the first like Christian metal bands I had heard, but they were like heavy as fuck at the same time and super chaotic. Yeah, and I, I loved it. <laughs> Actually, it's so, kind of funny to say that because I kind of come from that same background with like you know like early Asley Dying and Norma Jean, yep. like, mm-hmm. um, like early like the Chariot was another band that I used to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Asley Dying uh, too. Like uh-huh. that's a band like where it pretty much like taught me how to play guitar back in the day. Oh wow, really? 
Yeah, just because uh, I got um, Shadows of Security, their second album. And I just like love the album style on that. So uh, I pretty much just sat it's down great. Learned, yeah, I just pretty much sat down and learned like that whole album on guitar. Oh, wow. Damn, yeah. that's, that's no small feat, man. That's pretty dope. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, we go just sat and learned the entire record front to back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, like kind of kind of helped me build up like my metal riffing chops, I guess, like mm-hmm. forcing myself to try and learn that. When you uh, started listening to, to metal, um, were you already playing these, uh, like an instrument or anything like that? Yeah, I was already playing guitar um, probably for like a year and a half before I got mm-hmm. into metal. And did listening to uh, metal kind of change? Like, oh, now I, because like you do everything ever. So it's like when listening <laughs> to metal, you're like, oh, like I want to learn how to play drums now or I want to learn how to scream like that. You know what I mean? Like did, did the metal have like a big influence on that or was that just kind of like a culmination of it? Yeah, for sure. Because before that, when I was playing guitar, I was pretty much just playing super easy, like Green Day and shit. Like, yeah. Like, Shout out. So, you know? so I was like, oh, I play guitar. <laughs> I'll just play like some easy riffs. And like, now I never really dove like too far into it. But then like once I got into metal, I kind of pushed myself to learn like harder stuff. And then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I should like vocals are cool too. I should mess around with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, around and then that time. Rich. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, then like around that time too, it was like when bands like Devil Wears Prada were like getting big and stuff like that. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, I should start like fucking around with the synth too. And yeah, exactly. Around and yeah, just I guess I'll like learn piano now. from there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. That's actually kind of sick. Actually, yeah, I think they're one of like the very first bands I heard to use kind of um because before I got into like the super kind of symphonic black metal and symphonic death metal and stuff like that, I think it started with metalcore. And then I heard kind of bands like Prada using like the keyboards and the synths kind of add that whole atmosphere, you know. And then I found out that a bunch of bands were like doing it, you know, even as far back as bands like Celtic Frost and you know, like you know Demo Borgir and like like bands from like the '90s and like early like early like early '90s and like late '80s were doing it too, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's sick. Um, uh, I I may may also add that um. Your uh, your harsh vocals, like your screaming, is uh, next level. You have Insane. like, one of the, you have like you. the like one of the craziest ranges I've I've heard in a vocalist in a long time. How long have you been doing uh, vocals, and how'd you learn? How'd you come about learning it? Um, probably since maybe two thousand seven. Oh wow! Around, yeah, that's around when I started my first uh, solo project type thing. And uh, mm. never really went anywhere. It's kind of just like shit I have on my computer. I'm actually uh, mm-hmm. thinking about re-recording it and releasing it this year sometime, since the quality would be like, right. way better. But <laughs> yeah, like I know how to do this now. Yeah, like it was super sketch before. Like I had one of those headset mics that you'd use in like Spanish class or something. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I like had that and had it up against like a practice guitar amp and like. <laughs> was recording guitars that way and then it was just like some free drum program i got off the internet and i couldn't even save the beats so i had to like record it in real time and then yeah it was it was bad Jeez. it was like some some, <laughs> some black metal shit but for metalcore <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually kind of dope here we go potato quality you know some, some, yeah that's some, what you gotta do christian metalcore <laughs> we've done that like our very first band that we did a a couple years back we didn't have we couldn't afford like proper drum mics so we had like one overhead (laughs) yeah we we had two mics we had one mic for the overhead and then one microphone um in in, like a like a like a like a soy can up against the kick and we had to like 
sync them up so that the kick track matched the other track for the overhead. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, it was like it was, it was real bad. bad. It was really bad. Yeah, and it's funny because the drums were super. We recorded the guitars through a preamp so that the guitars were super loud and the vocals were fine, but the drums were like super quiet and sound like dark, like like the first, <laughs> the first like two Dark Throne records. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was no, pretty bad. It, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, we we stayed awesome. up. We stayed up. We stayed up. We actually uh, we recorded, mixed, and released the song in one night. <laughs> and then the next day, we went back and listened to it. And we're like, oh, this is horrible. We need to delete this right now and do the thing all <laughs> over again. Oh man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So kind of kind of touching on on um. Because you mentioned Green Day, and I, I noticed that kind of comes through uh, through um, Bleach Wave and you know bands like that. So, were w- did you have the idea for Bleach Wave and Bride prior to Methwitch, or did, like you wanted to do just kind of something that wasn't metal for once? You know, it was definitely kind of later on. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I'm actually trying to do is I'm trying to get into a career as just like a songwriter, like writing for pop artists and stuff like that. Wow, that's, <laughs> so, that's um, super cool. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I might be moving to LA next year. That's my goal. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that'd be actually that'd kind of right dude. Now. That'd be kind of cool, you know. Just because uh, you know, L- LA is a really good place for for music. It's definitely one of the one of the bigger cultural hubs on the West Coast for music specifically. For you know? sure. But, um. Yeah, it was definitely kind of later on. I think I. Uh, it was like early 2018. I kind of mm-hmm. started messing around with electronic stuff for. Uh, bride mm-hmm. and then it was uh later that year i think it was around december when i had the idea for bleach wave i was just oh, like, nice yeah i was just jamming like a bunch of like old uh 90s shit that i was super into as a kid and then i was like i should kind of do like a 90s project and then that month uh my friend and i went to go see smashing pumpkins and i was like okay yeah i definitely gotta do this shit now <laughs> game over <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's actually that's actually super sick that you say. I should kind of say that too because I was playing Tar Hero uh, World Tour yesterday and I was like, "Oh, Billy Corgan's in this game." I forgot about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. When you were uh, when you were younger, did you? I mean, obviously you started listening to metal and and everything like that. But did you kind of like a, a variety of music you listened to, or was it just kind of like once you found metal, you like this is it? Um, I definitely had like a lot less of a diverse taste when I was younger. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like, my brother got me into, like, a lot of, like, punk and pop punk and stuff like that. So, it was, like, a lot of that. And then I started getting into, like, more, like, emo and screamo stuff. And then mm-hmm. metal after that. Like, new metal mm-hmm. and then metal. And then now I listen to a lot of different shit. I've yeah, noticed that say, as you get older. Yeah. yeah, a lot of artists do that. Where, like, they, they, like, I think everyone can say they went through a time where it's like, oh, metal's the best. I mean, I listen to metal and they're like, oh, you know, clean vocal stuff. Or, like, this song, only metal, <laughs> etc. And then you kind of get older. You're like, you know, it's not really that uncool to like every single genre of music. You know? <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, because especially because you're a multi instrumentalist, I imagine that that you know those other influences, like, those other bands, definitely have you know you can appreciate the songwriting or guitar parts in one band that's not metal or the vocals parts in when in that are not metal just because you know you play you play pretty much every instrument and you can appreciate every time every type of genre of music because i noticed that like when usually when people who don't play instruments stick to one genre of music but once you start learning how to play an instrument proficiently you kind of start expanding 
what you like and what you listen to and what kind and the kind of like what you enjoy and speak just because you can appreciate it on this sheer level of oh i like how he wrote this or etc stuff like that yeah definitely that's awesome um going going back to when you first started getting involved with music um you know prior prior to getting into you know metal and all that what was like the first band if you can remember that kind of piqued your interest in music um it's kind of hard to say um back when i was younger like i said it was a lot of like pop punk and stuff so like green day and mxpx and like screeching weasel and stuff like that so it's definitely like oh wow more like pop punk kind of stuff for sure gotcha gotcha and um what was the band what was the band that kind of got you so well let me ask this first actually what was your first what was the first instrument that that guitar yeah it was guitar Mm mm-hmm what uh and was that like you know those those same bands like green day and all that that kind of got you into guitar yeah uh-huh. definitely okay <laughs> gotcha awesome man awesome it's the um, riffs i get it's it. the, the, the <laughs> unrelenting the unrelenting riffs dude um uh i also wanted to ask you um about your writing process whether it's with uh you know meth witch or bleach waiver um your other projects um what drives you to write so much? Because you write a lot, man. Like, and, like you have like six projects, and you have another one coming out um, soon, right? Am I right? Yeah, um, next month. Next month. Okay, so May eighth. Like, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Um, yeah, how, like, how the hell do you write so much? It's, so, it's crazy. Well said, Justin. Question. <laughs> I think I just love creating and writing, and I think that's that's part of the reason I kind of want to go that route career-wise too, like writing for mm-hmm. other people, is just because that's what I love to do. I just love creating. That's great. Yeah. That's how so awesome. how the um how do you ever like do you ever find yourself in like a a creative rut? I know most people do, but with the amount of like content that you put out all the freaking time, like are those farther and fewer between now that you're more into this or, you know, or is it still something that you kind of find common? Um, it kind of depends. Like every now and then I will have like some writer's block or something, but I think that's kind of the cool thing about having a bunch of different projects too, is if I'm trying to write one thing and I'm not really feeling it, I can kind of like bounce around and maybe try like another project. And Yeah. You're like, here's the like, EDM bounce, time now. bounce off of it and then kind of find inspiration. Like, yeah, that's so oh, cool. wow, that's actually that's actually kind of cool. And I, I didn't really think about that kind of bouncing between genres. Second yeah, one, you yeah. go to another. Wow, that's actually damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I try to do I try to do that because I try to I'm I'm currently writing some like um I I don't know I guess you can call it like indie rock or like synth pop stuff um, at skincare noise on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm 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 trying to write it, and I'll find myself like on a song. And I'll be writing, and I'm like, dude, like I don't have any more ideas, and I'll, and I'll just like kind of like ditch it and go to the next song, but then I'll find myself running into the same problem with that song. So it's like <laughs> it's so hard to like keep, uh, you know, your ideas fresh and keep, um, you know, keep focused on one project. For me, do do you ever find that, um, find that problem with yourself? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how I'm feeling too. Like sometimes I'm able to kind of like keep track of everything, and then. Sometimes I guess like life gets kind of crazy, and then I just have to put stuff on the back burner. Right, right. You find that that a lot. Um, finding that happen a lot more now, just because of this whole 
virus and everything, a lot of uh, stuff that you were kind of working on or still doing, kind of like putting it, putting on the back burner, just trying to accommodate for everything that's going on? Um, not so much, because actually, um, there was like a, I, it was only for one week where I was working two jobs and I was pretty much working like 80 hours a week. It was fucked up. Jesus Christ. And I was like, I'm going to have like literally no time for music. And I was, and then I was kind of freaking out about that. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the virus thing happened. I got laid off from the second job. So I was like, oh, oh cool. No. I guess I have, I guess I have yeah, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> bummer, I think the only bummer is uh, I was using that job to save up for my move next year. And that's, oh, like, gotcha. that's kind of why I was working my ass off is just so I could move next year. So right. that's kind of a bummer that uh, it's going to be a little harder to save now. But other than mm-hmm. that, I have more time for music and stuff. So I don't mind it too much. <laughs> So you right, still work yeah. a full time job and manage to write for fifteen different projects that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm unemployed and I can't even write a fucking I can't even write this is insane. Dude. <laughs> it's so true, dude. How did you uh how did you start thinking like, you know what, today is the day I'm gonna start writing uh like 87 notes in a bar and then i'll figure it out after the fact you know what I mean? like how did you how did you how, like what 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 triggered you one day when you were like this is it i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck it i'm gonna do this i don't know honestly it just came out of nowhere <laughs> just came out of nowhere dude oh man so um i had really what's really quick sorry justin i have go. to ask what did what did you hear what inspired you to do that I, I don't really know what to call it so i'm just gonna call it the witch scream that super super high banshee tone that you hit for netflitch mm-hmm. how what huh like, <laughs> <laughs> um it's kind of a mixture of uh three different things actually uh one is uh danny filth from cradle of filth of course uh, yeah yeah favorite vocalist ever um he's amazing absolutely incredible it's kind of like a mixture of that and then like Travis Ryan from Cattle Cap. Yes. And then uh, again, a beast. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the reason, the thing that kind of made me want to mix both of those together was I actually had like this really bad sleep paralysis episode one time. Oh yikes! And uh, I woke up and it seemed like there was like this like robed figure next to my bed, mm-hmm. and it was like screeching. Like really loud. <laughs> so like holy shit. I kind of mixed those two vocalist screams together, I guess, to try and like replicate what I heard from the sleep paralysis episode. Oh, that's okay, that makes that makes it ten times. That's like, way more terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that I know the story behind it, it's like Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> so how, oh, this so, is a real thing that happened to you, Jesus. Christ. What you, all, all, <laughs> so what inspired you to do vocals? Oh, my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> the homie Terrifying. in the corner you can't see him all right because yeah. um, the, the only other person that i've ever heard hit a scream kind of like that um like especially that kind of raw and that loud is dylan walker from full of hell like but even then he doesn't do it as a consistent vocal technique he kind of just does it to accent parts with full of hell's music he I doesn't actually right. do it as a, as a technique so the fact that you can do that consistently is insane to me man it's crazy um, there's this other technique that you use. Um, I don't know if it's like a, a tunnel throat technique, but the only way I can describe it is that it sounds like some kind of insect, like hissing. Oh, the, the zombie vocal thing? Yeah. I, yeah. I like, um, how, like, 
How? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's another thing. It was kind of like definitely more like Travis Ryan inspired, mm-hmm. but heard the way that like a lot of bands were doing like tunnel throat kind of stuff, and I was like, eh, I don't really like that a lot. It sounds like they're choking or something. Like <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I kind of wanted to do like a somebody help him. Somebody help him. <laughs> I kind of wanted to do it more like along like the Travis Ryan side of things and then make it like really pissed at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so dope. So you're so, angrily um, choking on something. Yeah, angrily choking. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed like, like a lot of times too, like with people that do like the tunnels or whatever they call it. It's like right. it's not it's not like super loud. They kinda mm-hmm. like control it a little bit. But like pretty much all the vocals I do are just like as loud as as loud and pissed as I could possibly go. So <laughs> That's insane, because 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 actually the first person I ever heard do that technique was Travis Ryan. I heard him because you know he's kind of famous for doing the the zombie quote unquote zombie vocal thing, and then I heard um, Dickie Allen from now Infinite Annihilator fame. He does it too, but it's not quite as loud. Yeah, you know. Um, but that's that's insane that you kind of just like that, that's actually super. I admire that that you're kind of like you hear something, you're just like, hmm, I want to do that. I mean, you kind of just figure it out and just kind of do it. You know, which is which is crazy. That's super super cool. Um, so so what are you what are you kind of focusing on now that you know in dwellers out? You can kind of sit back and kick it for a minute, like kind of be- between releases. What do you generally focus on? Like what, what like between releases of music? Like you just kind of okay, this one's done. Next one, okay, that one's done. Next one, kind of the next one. Kind of just like you know, like what do you like? What do you what do you usually do for like, in between releases? Um pretty much to switch to a different project <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah so i'm um, now that the methwitch album's out and everything i'm uh focusing on like the bleach wave full length and then um the new project right. i just started as well working on some stuff for that so it's kind of touching on on the new project um god the bounty hunter i believe it's called yeah uh-huh. so what's kind of your uh uh I don't, I don't i don't want you to say too much but uh you know but it's kind of just share share with with what you're willing to share about the insight to this new project. By the way, best album cover I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of just like taking myself a lot less seriously with it and just having fun. It's um, it's like some uh, definitely like some SoundCloud type shit, like uh, <laughs> like like Lil Aaron and Smart Death and stuff like that. Kind of oh, like, nice for sure. Almost like a little pop punky, I guess, and super auto tuned and shit and. Nice. Kind of like happy SoundCloud shit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's rad. I love it. It's awesome. Man. Um, what, what, like, um, what kind of drives you to experiment with so many different genres? Do you just try to, like, I don't know, like, the, like, the way I look at, like, the way I see um, all your projects is, like, you're just hitting all these different um, points on the musical map. And um, do you have like any other like genres that you're like planning on hitting up like in the future, other other than you know the songwriting gig with with uh, with pop? Um, I haven't thought about it too much more. Um, definitely like the SoundCloud thing is kind of something I've been wanting to do for a little while. Right. So, yeah. Because it's popular. It's time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And the other thing with that too is um, I noticed that a lot of uh, the dudes that do that kind of music also are like right for pop artists and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i figured like maybe if i start doing that genre like maybe i could like it's better for like networking and stuff like that and 
right. getting getting gigs and whatnot. So yeah, um, it's a good move. Yeah, for sure. And I like that kind of music too. So it's not like I'm just like doing something I don't like or whatever. But right, it's still like super fun to write. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I figured it'd just be a good move, like all around, just to just to go for it. For sure, that's actually cool. Mm-hmm. So what uh you know since we everyone has a lot more time now because of the whole quarantine thing um and I know that you that you come from a uh you, you like you like a multiple types of music not just one one genre mm-hmm. what what have you been kind of listening to as of late like do you find yourself listening to newer artists or kind of just like you're more stuff that you're more familiar with or like like what have you been jamming as of late um I honestly don't jam like too much heavier shit these days um mm-hmm. i have been jamming mm-hmm. the new code orange a lot though That's oh it's like, amazing yeah I, it's pretty much actually, like all the a lot of the same influences and stuff that i have so it's definitely something i'm super into mm-hmm. um so i've been jamming that a lot um there's also this band called uh violent soho from uh i think from I australia don't believe i've heard of them and um oh, wow. They're super sick. They're kind of uh, along the lines of like the stuff I'm doing with Bleach Wave. Like definitely very like '90s alternative kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they just put out a new album, and that's super good. So I've been jamming that as well. And then uh, other than that, just jamming like pop shit, like the Weekend and stuff. The new The Weekend album. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's super good. <laughs> it's called the Vibe, dude. <laughs> just vibing sure. out, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny because usually when we get to this podcast, we kind of like we jump around with like the stuff we've been listening to uh, for the past week or so, and it's it's so all over the place between the three of us. Yeah, for sure. all, all all three of us, you know, we listen to like pretty much almost everything, um, everything from like you know Orville Peck to like The Weeknd and Childish Gambino and like Code Orange and you know stuff like that. Like <laughs> like just today alone, I was listening to like I went from I started off my day with Children of Bodom. Went to Devourment, then Basement, and I ended my day with freaking uh, Arctic Monkeys, and I'm not sure how, but <laughs> not a progression to things. Not sure how I got here, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. What's so, the uh, kind of concerts that you like going to? Um, kind of everything, honestly. Like, uh, last two I went to was already a pretty crazy contrast. <laughs> In December, I saw Kim Petrus. Well, she's like a pop singer, and then <laughs> like three days later, I, I saw I, Daughters. I oh, right. oh, dude, Daughters is so tight. Yeah, so good live. I'm I'm glad you know them because not a whole lot of people that I know, except for the three of us, know who Daughters are. I think I think the three of us and then the drummer from my band knows who, like loves them, but nobody else knows who they are. Like them, like single mothers and you know bands like that. Sure, I I love Daughters, and uh, they're like another pretty big influence on the new method that's awesome um one thing i wanted to ask going back to uh to indwell and methwitch um they're like you have some sounds in that um album that are i don't know what you use to make those sounds and i don't know if you want to give like any like you know of your secrets away secret sauce um, <laughs> yeah um like at the beginning of uh, invoking clonic, like that we I don't know what that was. Can you tell me what that was? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember everything. Um, cause some stuff I made uh, like from scratch with different random objects. I think the beginning of that one was actually uh, like a synth patch in Omnisphere. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Um, For sure. Have you experimented with, like, physical objects, too, with making music, or no? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that on the album. Like, um, running a bunch of random shit through my pedal board. Like, one song has a tape measure in it. Um, like that. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need context. What? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, um... It's, like, the super uh, chaotic part in Burn Victim, where there's, like... the like the bass line which part i'm trying to to figure out how to describe it it's uh the part directly after the breakdown if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. like the weird okay like ghost um like that's all tape measure yeah running through my what that's That's insane dude uh, yeah oh my god there's a couple songs i think Definitely the intro to Indwell. And then I'm trying to remember what other songs I did it in. I did it in a few songs, but um, I took an empty water bottle and uh, hooked a contact mic up to it and uh, ran it to my pedal board and like hummed into it. And <laughs> it was like a windy pedal and shit. And that made like some pretty weird noises. Um, I That's used some power so tools crazy. on the album running power tools on my pedal board. <laughs> that, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> I think I think we did that once for our old band's demo, and we got some weird sounds that we never actually. I still have the samples on my laptop because we never use them. Huh? But there's but sonically, there's a lot of things you can do with just weapons you find around the house or whatever. You know, yeah, for sure. Get a drill and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like the um, like on Burn Victim again. I don't know. Like I just did like all kinds of weird shit on Burn Victim for some reason, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Like when the like the like, faster part mm-hmm. comes in, that like mm-hmm. that's a a Dremel running through my pedal board. No. Oh um, my god! <laughs> Are so, you a blacksmith by any chance? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, this is this is this just to just out of my own curiosity, what is the weirdest thing you've done to get a sound for a song for any project that that you've written for? Um. Probably. Definitely the shit on this album for sure. Like the water bottle thing was pretty weird. The tape measure thing was pretty weird. Um, <laughs> at the end of Intwell, I was like gagging myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus then, um, Christ! A lot of people don't know it either, but um, like the marching band, like drum section thing in uh, mm. Intwell was like all live percussion too. It was like, shut up. Like ten or uh, twelve different layers of drums. Oh and wow! The, you're like more. more. Pretty much. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's awesome. Sound like a like a marching band or something. So I just like layered the shit out of it. <laughs> like a like a satanic marching band, but that's amazing. Yeah, it was, so that the, that part was like all like live drums and then the the water bottle thing. <laughs> so wild. That's actually. Um, you call someone. Hey, I need a marching band. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I need a I need a Don't ask questions. I need a marching band ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Um, w- when I first listened to uh, Indwell, um, I, I'm, I'm sure this is what you were going for. Um, like the like, it took me a while to like not feel uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> there was, like, it, like, and I was listening with with headphones too. It was in the day. I was working. It like it was sunlight out, and I had earphones on, and I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm gonna get like 
I'm gonna get uh, like like the ground's gonna open up and I'm gonna get swallowed like <laughs> by Satan if I keep listening to this, man. Um, how do you like how do you go about making your music in Methwitch uh, so uh, unsettling? It's like it's there's no other way I can describe it. Like <laughs> like you know when when the music when the heaviness hits it hits, but like all these like little interludes and like you know that like invoking clonic and like. Ridiculous. Yeah, the atmosphere is insane. Like, how do you go about writing that and um, putting that, incorporating that into your music? Um, I guess I just kind of, it's a little bit like some of it's in my head and then a lot of it's experimentation and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely focus a lot more on like dissonant guitar riffs and stuff. I feel like that definitely creates like a lot more of like an uneasy atmosphere. Like doing that right. and then incorporating like more noise elements and stuff this time around. Like there was a little bit on the previous albums, but I definitely dove into it a lot more on this one. Right, because I, I noticed that that you kind of noticed um, that you you mentioned that you have you have uh, uh, sleep paralysis issues. So do you, I mm-hmm. you I do you kind of incorporate that more into Methwitch as kind of parts to add that atmosphere, or like do you just take influences from things that you go through personally, or just like. Like let let hmm, let me see what kind of evil sounds I can make today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind what, of what, kind of like a. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, that's basically all I was going to ask was you know what's the kind of process for for hearing you know those kinds of sounds, getting those sounds from in your head to in front of you on your recording interface. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of I uh, get inspiration from like kind of like a lot of different places. Um. Mm-hmm. Musically, just listening to like a lot of chaotic music, um, personal like paranormal experiences and stuff like that I've had, and then um, like movies and stuff too. Like uh, one big influence was like the score for Insidious. Oh um, yes, like yeah, that movie that's, makes that's me uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> and then um, actually, kind of before the breakdown in uh brimstone heart where it kind of like goes silent for a second and then it just like all this like chaos stuff comes in like right before the breakdown like that was definitely like very very (laughs) insidious inspired for that for sure Mm -hmm. it's it's actually kind of funny that justin was talking about listening to it and um because actually uh i listened to it at work as well because we we work for the same company so we get started pretty early in the day and i'm pretty sure i started the record at like 7 30 in the morning and it was just like it was it was it was an experience at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh, <I bet. laughs> did uh, yeah, anything was, you it, make in this? Oh, sorry, Justin. Uh, no, did you was, make yeah. a noise did, in this album that made you uncomfortable, or were you like, "Nah, I know what I'm doing"? Um, Good question. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely, like listening to the album back the first time, I was like, "Damn, I can't believe I made shit this evil." It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? What have I done? <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely what I was going for, for sure. Like, I even had a couple people tell me, they're like, yeah, dude, like, your new album straight up gives me anxiety. Like, for real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, Welcome to Wild that's awesome. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's so sick. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just can't stop talking about how insane... Um, that album was and um i also wanted to ask this uh let's let's hit this real quick before uh, we wrap in a few minutes but um so due to the covid you know the covid19 crisis um all these people are stuck at home 
with nothing to do. Um, how would like, how, what's a good way to stay productive as a solo artist when you're just cooped up in your house all the time? I know it's must get, it must get, you know, tiring after a while, just sitting in front of your computer. Um, with you, maybe not so much because you have so many different projects to dive between, mm-hmm. but how, like, how do you keep it um, interesting? How do you stay focused um, while you're just stuck at home? Honestly, like, I live for this kind of shit. So <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, I have more time to work on music? Hell yeah. I've been waiting so, for this. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like, it's like, I've been waiting for this for 10 years, psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think times like this are kind of almost like the the best time for someone that's like super creative or something like that because you don't really have Definitely. like any other like distractions going on or anything you just kind of just stuck at home and yeah and then i have like a hundred fucking projects to work on so <laughs> yeah he's like i don't have a choice actually i'm uh working <laughs> still. he's like i, I have to that's point. awesome yeah that's awesome if, if you're a solo artist at home and you're bored do it make five fucking projects do it. And then yeah. Just, yeah, yeah put on music write, start a new project pro- you know yeah start five, start five if, new if projects. yeah it's, if, if you're stuck on one just start five more and you'll be good <laughs> if you're exactly. stuck on one just make it up. <laughs> oh my god! All right, but, yeah. But, but before we before we wrap up, uh, what are some bands you guys have been jamming this week? Uh, Derek, we'll, we'll start with you. Oh shit! Um, <clears throat> the new uh, Dance Gavin Dance. They just released a new um, single, Lyric Lie. That's freaking. I've been loving that. That's great. a good song. Yeah, it's, it's great. So yeah. good. The, the three songs that they released, I've been like jamming to. Um, I'm so sad got, this record. I'm so sad to cancel that show. <laughs> I'm so pissed. The, literally the day of the show. The I day was, of the I show was, was when everything got canceled. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. Um, I've listened to a lot of two door cinema cinema club. We'll oh, they're out wow. for you guys. It up. Nice. Yeah, exactly. I uh, someone posted something with uh, what you know in it, and I was like, oh, like like all the memories came back. Came right. And it's to, like, damn, uh, this band is good. <laughs> exactly. And then I, I actually tried to find their, their newest album. It's called False Album. Uh, false, sorry, false album. False alarm. <laughs> false album. Fake the album. Fake album. It's yeah, false. Fake album. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty good. It's a little different. Obviously, that they released what you know in like I think 2010. And this mm-hmm. one's uh, you know a decade later, so they're they're a little different, but it's it's been all right. Nice um, a little bit of Bring Me the Horizon. Not gonna lie, listen to Ludens again. Just kind of trying to. I, hey man, I, I don't care what anybody says. That music still slaps. All right, I will defend I them for sure. I tried to listen to it. Horizon, honestly. Yes, I, tried, like, I, I love I gave it. Gave it a good try this time. I did search. I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't found the song off the new pop uh, off of. Um, was it more? I haven't found the right song Animal. yet, but it's not. Oh, okay, no, I'm sorry. Um, it's still good, but I was just like, I, I was a lot more receptive of it this time. And then, um, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I have actually meet me, my, my girlfriend have a joke because she, you know, she was a huge fan of everything prior to that's the spirit. And she's, she's like, I don't know, man, it's not the same anymore. And I was like, they wrote a song about you literally about people like you. And I showed her, heavy, <laughs> I showed her heavy metal. And then she was like, okay, you know, it's not that bad. Not going to lie. <laughs> she's like, fuck. And then yeah, uh, I, I, I was so right, right for the music, man. Honestly, they're great. Yeah. What about you, Serge? Uh, oh, shoot. Okay. Um, uh, it's not that easy, so ba- basically, um, I've kind of been jumping around this week. Uh, like I said, I-, I was listening to like Devourment and like, Catalepsy and Dance like that today. And um, Actually, Whitechapel released an acoustic version of Hickory Creek. Uh, it's gorgeous. I love it so much. It's so good. 
Um, and then I kind of been diving into some weird atmospheric gothic stuff because actually I, I I played through Brutal Legend again and I beat the game uh, yesterday, <laughs> and um, I, I was like, damn, the soundtrack is popping. So like, you know, I was diving into like uh, Cradle of Filth and Demo Borgir and you know bands like that, like um, Anel Nathrak and Enslaved and Old Man's Child stuff like that. And then uh, I've been jamming a lot of Gaza for some reason. Kind of I I, I redove into Gaza and like Cult Leader both great bands oh, yeah. um and then uh culture club and weezer for some reason um culture club also, is rad dude. i love culture I love club culture, culture club boy great. george is my guy dude is tight yeah um and then i kind of dove back into rotting christ because i haven't really listened to any weird symphonic atmospheric black metal in a while and i was like i'm gonna listen to rotting christ because i heard ad, ad noctis and brutal legend and i was like damn this song slaps so i went back and listened to, like the heretics and like rituals and stuff also the new drain record. If you have not heard oh, the yeah. drain, <laughs> you are slipping, dude. Go listen to the new drain record. It's so good. California cursed. California cursed, bro. Go listen to the new drain. It's tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what about you, Cameron? What you been jamming this week? Um, like I said, the new Core Orange a lot. I love yeah. that album. I watched um, I watched their guitar players live stream last night on their Twitch, and she like, was kind of like breaking down like some of the riffs and stuff like that. And dude, the way they write is insane. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. like like, she, all, like glitchy shit and stuff now too. It's oh, it's so great! Sick. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I forgot what song it is with that breakdown with the glass. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's that's like rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's sick. Um, yeah, definitely like new Code Orange album. Uh, Heaven Shall Burn actually has put out a new album too, and it's oh, did it really? Oh, dude, I need to check that out. Super nostalgic. Definitely like some straight up like two thousand six shit. So I definitely fuck with that for sure. Um, yeah that and then that band uh violent soho i was telling you guys about like super 90 <laughs> sounding stuff there actually uh heaven shall burn they did a cover of life of agony that i totally didn't know about until like two weeks ago because i was i was I on a hell of life <laughs> yeah they covered river runs red um oh, yeah, i was i was i was listening to because like you know I'm, I'm a big fan of life of agony and i was uh i was like doing a cover of their stuff and I was like kind of throwing, diving into like, let's see which which bands have covered Life of Agony, and I saw Heaven Shall Burn to the cover of Runs Red. I was like, yo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, That's Jess, so what about cool. you? Um, I've been listening to um this. I guess you can call him like a producer slash DJ dude. His name is uh, San Holo. Like, oh, dude, San Holo. Oh, tight. yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, his album. Was me in high school, bro. Pumped the shit yeah? out of all. all <laughs> oh yeah, no, shit, seriously, bro. dude. San, oh, San Holo is sick. Mm-hmm. Um. I think yeah. I think this album is his most recent one's called uh, Album One, and I've been uh, jamming that. Um, fake, <laughs> fake. <laughs> um, That's not his first album. Yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. <laughs> um, also, listening to the new Drain, the new Drain record, uh, California Cursed. Great stuff. Yeah, Drain um, super tight. Uh, Thundercat um, also dropped a new record. If you know who Thundercat Dude, is, new Thundercat is so dope. I love Thundercat. It's so good. I love yeah. that. Yeah, super funky, super uh, bass heavy, um, like funk bass heavy. Yeah, um, Dragon Ball then, Rack is such a good song. Yeah, dude, dude I love that song. <laughs> um, yeah, that that those three records, um, and then also um, this indie artist I follow. Her name is Hazel English. Um, she oh, wait dropped... a minute! Did I hear about her through you? Because I I I know a couple of her songs. I actually I like her. 
Yeah, I, I think I posted her on my story, like a song of hers um, called um, Out of My Mind or something like that, or Off My yes. Mind or something. Okay, yeah, um, no, that, that, was, that was through you. She's great. Super, like, 70s-ish kind of uh, um, inspired um, indie rock. And um, she has a song out, I think she dropped it on Friday or some sometime last week, and it's called Five and Dime, really good. Uh, vibey, slower, vintage-inspired music, so. Nice. That's why I've been jamming. Nice Good stuff. Also, I, I forgot to mention that Denzel Curry's um, album Zoo is also mound because I, I pretty much I'm, I'm pretty sure I listen to either Zoo or Taboo once a day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Been, it's, been, it's been a vibe check for me for some reason. It's called a bop, bro. It's called a bop. <laughs> it is a bop, dude. Denzel Curry's next level, man. You know, you know that he's gonna put out another EP with Kenny Beats soon, right? Oh shit! They're working out with they're working on Unlock too, and they're gonna do another like animated short film thing for it. If oh, Zach Zach Fox isn't on it, I don't care, dude. <laughs> if you can put Zach Fox and the Crane Room together, I would. You can have all my money. Please make that happen. <laughs> can, can you can you imagine the two of them and like Thundercat working on something together? <laughs> Just some dumb shit. That would be so yeah. dumb. <laughs> have you got Have you guys seen Thundercat's freestyle in the cave? I don't think so. Oh my god, you guys need to go <laughs> after we're done with the podcast. You guys need to go on YouTube and look up Kenny Beats and Thundercat because that had me in tears the whole time. <laughs> nice. He's That's such true. he's such a weird dude, but I love Thundercat. Uh, all right, well we'll call it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can follow us at Strawberry Death Machine, all one word on Instagram. Um, Mr. McBride, what is the best way to support Meth Witch or Bleach Wave or any of your projects in this weird time of COVID nineteen? What's your Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't have a Venmo set up. I do have PayPal, but, <laughs> but um, hey. everything's on a on a Facebook. Um, as far as Instagram goes, it's just my personal Instagram, I guess. Cameron underscore McBride with a three instead of an E. And um, I think all, pretty much all my music's on Bandcamp as well. So, um, okay. Yeah, yes, pretty much on everywhere Bandcamp. for you to jam. Awesome. Yeah, go go support Bride. Go support all of his projects. Go support Methwitch. Go support Bleach Wave. Um, Justin, where can we find us on Twitter? Um, SDM Pod uh, on Twitter. Um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> We also have a YouTube page um, that we're not uh, utilizing at the moment because of the virus, but um, if you want to check out the videos that we posted, um, just type in Strawberry Death Machine. And, Last uh, name Death Machine, first name Strawberry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're the, literally the only uh, account that's on there is Strawberry Death Machine, so check us out on there. Like, subscribe, do, do what you do. Cool. Um, dude, Cameron, thank you again yeah, thanks man, for, for, coming, for on, coming through. Um, yes, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you, you taking the time to come and talk to us idiots. So thank you yeah, so much. Sure. For that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Hey, if you're if you're going to be in town next year after this whole COVID-19 thing blows over, we'd love to have you back on. Maybe kind yeah, of in, maybe, sure. maybe in person. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be super, super sick. So again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to uh, to come and talk to us. Um, and also, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Later.